0: morning, this is Jeff Anderson, Randall Graves from the Clerks Movies, and you're listening to Too Much Scrolling. I will see you in the future, and I better see you in movie theaters for Clerks 3! Yes! Hey, welcome to Too Much Scrolling for September 13th, 2022, I'm Steve voter oh well, I could be anybody I
1: want to be, Steve, because Fletch is coming out. I'm Chip Asenflot.
0: We're just a couple of guys, anonymous, apparently. (laughs) We have a little bit of information we would love to share with you. If you need more information, there's so many great ways to find more information. Chip, you you are looking at uh, uh, just a a joy of happiness this week. We are talking about so many fun things from the 1980s on the show this week. (laughs) We are.
1: It's it is like a a blast
0: from the past. (laughs) Film at
1: eleven
0: brings us to our film at eleven. Our movie of the week. Hey, Chip, did you make it to the movie theater this week? Not this week. So, okay, so did you partake in some of the wonderful streaming ways of watching movies? Did you see the new Pinocchio on Disney Plus Day? Of course not. (laughs) Neither did I. The reviews have been awful on the new Pinocchio movie. So what did you see this week, Chip? Steve, I went, uh, I read an article
1: this week that talked about Akira Mm -hmm. back in 1988 when it was released. This is based on a graphic novel. Uh, it, the graphic novel had not been completed when this movie was put together. Hmm. And ultimately took the first part of the graphic novel and the last part of the graphic novel and created what would be an iconic movie. Mm-hmm. It is like the, I don't know, the modern, uh, starting a modern uh, anime is what I would describe I it as. Both uh, in the article I read, I think this is the one that said it had Steven Spielberg and George Lucas said that it was game changing, but they couldn't figure out how to market it to the United States market. Interesting. And that's the reason why I watched it. And I looked for it and I said, oh, uh, it is on, uh, oh, I can buy a a Blu ray because there's a a Blu ray coming out and there's going to be maybe a Fathom events coming up this month. Okay um which i you know it's like something from the past steve i've heard about these fathom events it's too bad they're not part of this anymore
0: we used to go to so many fathom events we used to to really bask in the glory of fathom events those those moments those moments when we as a community come together to enjoy something that we love akira is something that a large community of people really love this film have you watched this yeah, sure. I, I know this movie from 1988. Along Did you with, watch it back then? I did watch it back then. Yes, sir. It, it, this was iconic, like you said. This is one of those movies on the very short list of anime films that i have enjoyed akira vampire hunter d and the ghost in the shell those are the very short list of movies from that late 80s era that really had something special i was looking at this movie as a young person going i'm i'm not a part of this culture but i really enjoy this style of storytelling
1: now you get to watch it a couple of different ways you could watch it with the japanese dialogue with Mm -hmm. reading it
0: and that is my preferred method. I do not like the overdubbing, and I prefer to read it with the original Japanese voice.
1: Well, I, I watched it with the dubbing. Okay. And this is the first time I had seen this movie. And this is an incredible animated film. Mm-hmm. This is one of probably the the when this is before Pixar. Disney animated films at that time were really kind of, um, well, you know, you have Beauty and the Beast. They were were coming out of some really bad films, right? What we were dealing with was those late 70s, early 80s animated films. They certainly were not on the level of uh, Cinderella and Snow White and things of that nature. So what we end up having is animation at its top of the peak of the drawing i would say in addition to that we're dealing with adult themes Mm -hmm. now there's not really any sex in there although that there are there's nudity in there there's lots Mm -hmm. of violence and violence against people so this is just i mean this is meant for a more um let's say an adult audience a grown-up audience agreed teens uh even a little bit older teens than that and older I really liked the story of this. I liked the premise of it, and the animation certainly was groundbreaking, as as far as I'm concerned, or at least on the level of the highest of its time. Mm -hmm. Once again, before we started getting into like the Pixar, the the, uh, computer animated.
0: Correct. The Pixar computer had not yet been created. Next computers had not yet quite gotten to that level because Steve Jobs was still at Apple at the time. And yes, the Pixar computer changed animation holy but the idea of these anime these these foreign films coming into the american market changed animation and the way that we tell stories suns and shadows uh the podcast covered vampire hunter d last month and those stories really had something special remember you seen that Oh, yeah. Vampire Hunter D was on my short list that I just told you of, of those animated films, those animes from the late 80s. Uh, remember, Akira, the, the motorcycle in Akira, was featured as one of the vehicles in Ready Player One, the Steven Spielberg movie. So the influence of that movie is still very strong in 2022.
1: Sure. And, and I was at the age where I was missing this. Because it was you know I had already I was in college at the time, mm-hmm. any
0: number of things were going on. I was just leaving middle school in 1988 and looking at this as a fresh, a very provocative, almost adult level storytelling and and my group of friends really enjoyed Akira and all of the others.
1: okay. And but you're not a, a person who s- tends to connect with anime, which is interesting <laughs> because when you know we've been invited to anime events and it's it's like foreign to you, like, it is yeah.
0: still foreign to me, it remains foreign to me. I have not embraced anime and the culture of that in my adult life but in my teens looking at this again it was very provocative yes there were uh sexual situations in these movies and and adult situations and i was interested in that and the the
1: sexual situations
0: Well, as a young man, let me explain, Chip. Men of a certain age, when they're young teenagers, are are very thoughtful when it comes to uh, what is out there. And in 1988, I was interested in what was out there. So this movie is iconic. I'm glad that you saw it. Did you enjoy this movie? Yeah, I'll say
1: 75 out of 100. This is, um, if you have not seen this, this is... This is on the level that a person would watch Star Wars, mm-hmm. watch uh, maybe Indiana Jones, maybe you would watch um, Harry Potter. It's a cultural pillar.
0: I agree. I absolutely agree. Speaking of cultural pillars, executive producer Ron and I took our families to a drive-in this weekend. And all we- right. And we saw two of the most cultural pillar movies ever made. The Muppet movie from 1979 and The Great Muppet Caper from 1981.
1: And you saw this at uh, one of the Illinois uh, drive-ins?
0: Yes, this is the McHenry drive-in in in McHenry, Illinois. You know why it's in McHenry? I have no idea. Because there ain't no Shermer in Illinois that makes no sense steve <laughs> we'll get to, we'll get to the purpose of that joke later in the show chef <laughs> the muppet movie is one of my favorite movies of all time it is on my top 10 list of movies the storytelling of this film the ability for jim henson and frank oz to make a movie of these silly little puppets and to infuse these pieces of felt with character with animation these are characters kermit the frog Fozzie bear dr teeth and the electric mayhem are characters in my life and the muppet movie is a big part of why i love these characters how can
1: a man so green have the blues so bad steve steve i have not seen the great muppet caper maybe since it first came out wow um, does it hold up like the Muppet movie
0: did? It absolutely does. Absolutely. The storytelling of the great Muppet caper, the character development, we, the audience, really believe that these characters exist in our world. And I don't even think about the puppeteers underneath these puppets when I'm watching these movies because the stories carry so well. I don't even remember
1: the story. What what is the Great Muppet Caper? Story?
0: You don't remember the story. This is the the Muppets. This is go from nineteen eighty one. This is the Muppets Go to London. This is uh, <laughs> Kermit and Fozzie are twins. <laughs> Sorry, that just that idea cracks me up. Kermit and Fozzie, the bear and the frog, are twins, and they are reporters for a newspaper. And they are <laughs> they find they find themselves embroiled in a jewelry heist because gonzo takes a picture of the moment when the thief steals the diamonds and they go on this incredible adventure and it makes me smile every time i think about it wow
1: anyway how interesting and you saw this at a theater uh an outdoor theater Mm -hmm. were you sitting in the car did you or did you sit you know take your chairs put them out there and use a Bluetooth speaker. How did that work?
0: Yeah, uh, the, because the weather cooperated, we actually sat outside of the car with a, a radio connected to a speaker so that we could get the sound and sit outside. In previous times that we went to the drive-in, we sat in the car because those were, those were first of all, during COVID. And secondly, uh, the weather, uh, we needed a little more uh, air conditioning. This time, we it, because of the timing, we were able to sit outside, it was great. So,
1: all right, so let me make sure I'm, I'm clearing this. Was this their speaker or your speaker? Was it a, the old ones were like those big metal ones that didn't sound good?
0: Yeah, drive ins don't do that anymore. What they do now is they have an FM modulator, so they're sending out the sound of the movie via FM signal, and your FM radio can capture that signal so it's your radio your speaker so it's your responsibility for the sound quality oh how awesome It is. It is awesome. Uh, Thank you to executive producer Ron and all of his family and my family to go out and see some uh, silly children's movies that just make me smile. I did discuss uh, the Muppet movies with Rob on franchise detours a month or two ago. So I've got the link to that on show notes as well, because he went through all of the Muppet films one at a time in a, in a mega series. And uh, we had a lot of fun discussing this movie.
1: The Great Muppet Caper or The Muppet Movie?
0: He discussed all of the movies one at a time, and I was the guest for The Muppet Movie, the first movie. Moving right along, Steve. (laughs) Great Frog. I just love it. I just love those movies so much. Maybe there's some movies that we will love that are opening this week. The first one is called See How They Run. This is a very silly murder who done it in the in the vein of Clue featuring Sam Rockwell who I love. This actually I guess looks like a play. The story of this one is that there is a movie being made of a smash hit play, and that all comes to a halt when a pivotal member of the crew is murdered, and Sam Rockwell comes in as the detective and has to solve this mystery.
1: So there's the um, cop that seems to be, or I'm sorry, constable, (laughs) because we are uh, talking British, right? That seems to be a little bit over the top, maybe not quite there. And then there's all the characters who certainly could be a flashback to maybe old-timey movies. Mm -hmm. This looks like a lot of fun, comedy and murder.
0: I I look forward to this one. I enjoy those whodunits that are silly. Clue is the one that comes to mind. uh, But Murder by Death is my other favorite, uh, very silly whodunit. Steve, we're going to Africa. Yeah, The Woman King is premiering this week. This is Viola Davis and John Boyega. This is a historical epic inspired by true events on the continent of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries. This looks pretty good. I agree. We get a prequel this week, Chip. This one is called Pearl. This is the origin story of the villain from the movie X. X.
1: Oh, I remember, X, Steve. Steve, that was that was an interesting film. It was a horror film, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was about the adult film industry. This one is, I guess, the prequel of that. Mm-hmm. All I can say is, this is a horror film, Steve.
0: Yes, uh, the the movie X was a very interesting plot line where a group of filmmakers were going to make an adult film and they wound up in the middle of a horror film instead this is the prequel to that where the villain came in Uh, i'm interested to see what the reception will be for this movie
1: scared steve i'm scared is there a movie for me
0: yes if you are scared about your personal safety i've got a movie for you it's called god's country it's about a college professor who feels like she is very much not safe in her own home. And she consults the local police and the local police uh, don't believe her until suddenly they do. And uh, she might be in danger in God's country.
1: Well, Steve, they said there's two police officers Mm -hmm. for 300 square miles. Mm -hmm. So there we go. There's your backup. All right. Let's go to the past, Steve. Chevy Chase is not here. Tell me what's going
0: on. John Hamm is here for you. Don't worry, Chip. There's a movie called Confess Fletch coming out this week. The sequel to Fletch from 1985 featuring Chevy Chase. This is based on the second Fletch book, which was published in 1976.
1: And the original Fletch by Chevy Chase. This is where Chevy Chase really was a character actor that we all liked. Mm-hmm. I just remember the, uh, the the conversation with the doctor where he calls himself Babar, and he goes, with two bees. He goes, no, with one. He goes, but there's two bees in Babar, but they're not next to each other. He said, like the children's elephant book. And Chevy Chase said, I don't have any. And the doctor says, children. And he goes, no elephant books. (laughs)
0: <laughs> fletch in 1985 was a great film a great story this is one of what eight different fletch books i i hoped that fletch one was going to be made into a movie it didn't get made maybe maybe we found our fletch with john ham uh, i look forward to seeing confess fletch
1: steve have you read any of the Fletch books
0: hmm There are nine Fletch books in total. I've read the first three, Fletch, confess Fletch and Fletch's fortune and then I skipped to Fletch 1 which was published in 1985 that's the prequel it's 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 all prequels this week Chip the prequel Fletch 1 is his first case when he's a younger person and it's spelled W-O-N Fletch 1 get it these are very silly very fun adventure detective novels we should maybe read one or two of them for for our book club
1: so do you think that Chevy Chase was the Fletch that you were
0: reading? Yes. Yes, I do. I think that he was the right actor for Fletch in 1985. And I think John Hamm is going to do a great job with that character in 2022.
1: When he's not hitting on Flo from Progressive.
0: <laughs> There's a Christian-based movie coming out called Running the Bases this week. This is a baseball-based uh, religious film.
1: So why do the Kendrick Brothers movies, you know, seem to be so relatable?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And these just feel like they take a hammer and they want to hammer it and just pound it
0: over your head. Yeah, this this does feel like Christian propaganda, unfortunately. I, I hope that there's a beautiful message here and I hope that the filmmaking is as good as the Kendrick Brothers. But yeah, my my hope is is very small for this.
1: Steve, I don't feel like talking. Is there a movie for me?
0: Welcome to the podcast where Chip doesn't talk. Thank <laughs> This movie is called The Silent Twins. This is a real-life story of identical twins who grew up in Wales and became known as the Silent Twins because they refused to communicate with anyone other than themselves. They would only speak to each other. They would not speak to anyone else, and they were institutionalized and, and called mentally ill eventually. This is a, a scary idea about communication.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Two twins who decide not to talk but communicate with each other. Steve, what we really need is a documentary that talks about the rise of militarization of our police departments.
0: Tell us more. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to Riotsville, USA. This is a documentary about uh, the United States' reaction to the uprisings of the late 60s, the civil rights movement. Uh, They built a fake town to explore militarization, how police could march into a town and stop a riot. This is, uh, th- this is frightening to me.
1: Uh, it is. It is. And which brings us to an interesting play, the Roku Channel. Never heard of it, Steve guess what they've got mean girls
0: you will hear of the roku channel in november when the weird al biopic comes out that's where you'll find that is on the roku channel this week they have heathers the musical a a recording of a stage play of a musical based on the movie heathers from
1: 1988 it's a dark comedy steve
0: it is it is It's not a movie that I enjoyed in 1988. Uh, It is too dark for me. The idea of murder amongst high school students is is too much for me. I did not enjoy this film.
1: Heathers is a great film. Sorry, Steve.
0: (laughs) You know what I like, Chip? is is not great films i really like bad movies and my goodness have i been waiting for two years for clerks three to hit theaters and this week actually today today tonight i have my tickets to go see clerks three with my 20 year old son and his mother-in-law
1: you're going to go see this film guess what um they know this movie is bad from the beginning they already said it As we watched the interview of it at Fan Expo in Chicago.
0: Uh huh. Uh, They,
1: they, Kevin Smith basically said he knows his level of this movie.
0: He knows what he's able to do. And I I tell you what, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran, I finally got to meet them, shake their hands. Thank them for 30 years of entertainment for Clerks. I love that movie. I love those men and their ability to tell a story. Kevin Smith is an idol of mine. I wish that when I was in the video store, I was making movies like Kevin Smith did. I look forward to what uh, the slackers in their 50s do in Clerks 3 this week.
1: Steve, this movie actually is going to be in uh, in November. It's going to be playing in Chicago.
0: That's right. Kevin Smith is taking the movie tour across the country, and he is going to be here in Chicago at the Music Box Theater November 7th. Uh, I will have seen this movie at least twice before then. I will see if I will attend that special screening at the Music Box. Snitchy-boochies. It's baby talk. Book it, book it, book it.
1: Book
0: it, book it, book it, book it, book it. Brings us to our book it, our book of the week. Hey, Chip. Welcome to welcome to the wonderful world of the late 1900s. This whole show this week has been all about the late 1900s and I read a book this week that was published in 2018 all about uh, a certain TV show that was canceled very early in the 2000s. That's Firefly. One show that so many people just absolutely loved and and still to this day feel a uh, uh, sadness that more episodes were not produced.
1: In fact, there is a g- really big group mm-hmm. that wants this to be remade or or to have an ending to it. In fact there eventually there was a, mo- a movie
0: ending, right? Correct. The movie Serenity was made in 2005. The original show was on Fox for one season in 2002. It had 14 episodes, nine hours total, and Firefly is still a big part of geek culture. So what has happened in in our century is a series of books have been produced on the characters of firefly the one that i read this week is called firefly big damn hero it was published in 2018 written by james lovegrove based on an original idea by nancy holder the audiobook was released in december of 2019 and it is included as a part of your Audible.com membership. So I read this, quote unquote, by listening to the audiobook because it was free.
1: So this was, does this have any relationship to Josh whedon and his vision for the show?
0: Josh Whedon, who has gone on to do so many great things since Firefly, is not a part of this writing, as far as I'm as far as I'm told. He created these characters. He wrote the original 14 episodes. This is more like Fan fiction. This is a a level above fan fiction. It was published by Titan Publishing Group that you might know as the group that published Titan comics. And the what they do now is write film and television tie-ins and cinema reference books. So this is a tie-in to that original story, not directly connected to Joss Whedon.
1: So I mean, is this fan fiction or does this does this count as part of the 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 official mythos, as if it really matters.
0: I, it, it, I don't know the answer to that. It, this is somebody writing this separate from Joss Whedon. It is not canon as far as any of that storytelling, but it is taking that story to the next level. And like I said, this is one of seven novels that are being published. The seventh one was just released in July of 2022. Do you know the story of Firefly at all?
1: I do not, Steve.
0: The story of Firefly is literally space Western. The motifs are all classic Western. It explicitly explores the Western roots of many sci-fi films and TV series. You know, I hope, I hope you know that the idea of Star Trek was a space Western, was wagon train in space. And so this literally becomes a space cowboy. Some people call me a space cowboy, Some call me the gangster of love.
1: So does this have the Mandalorian?
0: The Mandalorian definitely, definitely would not have happened without Firefly. The idea of the space Western is born in this original series in 2002. Charismatic star Nathan Fillion is absolutely the center of firefly firefly would not have happened without the charisma of that man he is on the charismatic level of bruce campbell in my opinion bruce campbell i will watch him act in anything no matter how terrible the movie is i will watch bruce campbell nathan Fillion is on that same level he's gone on to do some longer running series uh the series castle ran from 2009 to 2016 and he's now on a show called the rookie which started in 2018 and is starting its fifth season this week
1: interestingly enough the rookie is not about a person in their first year It
0: is actually it is about a cop who's Is in it a prequel? Is it it's a, prequel? Not a prequel? It's surprisingly not a prequel. It is. it is about a person played by Nathan Fillion who is in his first year of being a police officer in his 40s and he is the rookie. He doesn't know all of the things that he's doing. He gets very good at being a police officer by the start of the 5th season. I'll, I'll spoil I'll spoil the rookie for you. Nathan Fillion is the centerpiece of Firefly. He is very much the person to watch in that show. And in this book, the author captures that charisma. I was enthralled by the storytelling of this 2018 novel. It's all about how politics affect people personally. That was Joss Whedon's original idea of this. How the personal politics are the only politics that really interest Joss Whedon. He thinks about the small people, not the Federation heads or the Jedi council, but how the shifts in politics affect the little guys, the people who are doing the work. And that is the story of Firefly. That is the story that we get in this 2018 version of that. And, seeing the character development is, is the most important part for me that's the most important part is how do these characters react how do they get through their trials and tribulations and this book does that very well the author assumes that the reader knows these characters in their backstory the character development is is not explicitly set out at the beginning of this book so you have to know these characters going in but their growth over the course of the adventure including a love triangle that winds up being the main conflict of this story is very very well written i look forward to i I don't know if i'm absolutely going to read all seven of these books but i do i do look forward to at least listening to the audiobooks that are included in audible so, is this
1: part of the seven book series, or are they all are they
0: all separate? I do not know the answer to that. I do not know if this is a series of stories or if these are seven separate stories. They are written by seven different authors, so they are more like fan fiction than a series of storytelling. Uh, interestingly, books one, four. Five and six are included in Audible books. Two, three, and seven are not included, but they can be purchased in the audiobook format. Okay, it's interesting. I, I find I find all that marketing interesting. I I don't know. I think some of our listeners might be fans of Firefly. I think we'll hear from our listeners that uh, they loved Firefly. Uh, I recommend these books. They are a next chapter for these characters. This one's called Firefly Big Damn Hero, published in 2018 by James Lovegrove. Scroll with it. Brings us to our scroll with it. Uh hey Chip, did I mention at the top of the show that this show was all about the 80s?
1: Well, it's not just about the 80s. It's about Steve, Steve. Uh, we have a Muppet movie. We had a Firefly uh, statement. And now it looks like a television show is coming back. My goodness, it is all about Steve.
0: Hi, welcome to the All About Steve show. That's the new title of Too Much Scrolling. Uh, that was the title originally, but we changed it when Chip came along. Uh- quantum leap is coming back to nbc this week chip to say i am excited is an understatement i love quantum leap almost as much as i love the tv show sliders
1: well it, it just seems like that we could say the same thing about firefly there's a whole group of people requesting quantum leap to come back Steve. and look it came
0: back dr sam beckett stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and vanished 30 years later, a new team is restarting the project, hoping to understand the mysteries behind the machine and its creator, and maybe, just maybe, find Dr. Beckett, who has been lost to us for the last 30 years.
1: So this is a time travel type of movie, isn't it?
0: Yes, this is absolutely about time travel. The idea of this is Dr. Beckett's consciousness travels back in time and enters the body of a character in a situation in his lifetime and he gets to get through the adventure knowing what he knows from the future and applying it to the past
1: so did they ever find the original person in the original series
0: he leapt in the final episode and he was lost forever so so we don't know what really happened to him in that final episode. He met a character who explained the whole situation to him and explained how it all worked, and then he was lost. He never made it back home. So so,
1: so is this a reinterpretation of that original story, kind of like uh, Ronald Moore's uh, Battlestar Galactica? to the original biosphere to Galactica, or is this a continuation?
0: This is a continuation. This is this is Dr. Beckett has been lost for 30 years, and the team is out there trying to find him and understand what happened to him. Uh, I, to say I'm looking forward to this is, is a huge understatement. I will be watching this every week, uh, uh, finding a way to understand the new storytelling in 2022, for and,
1: sure. And we're going to have a new actor playing the Dr. Beckett.
0: Hmm. Wow, well, that's kind and, of
1: like um, another <laughs> series that I know. Stay that you like.
0: Is Quantum Leap a time travel story like Doctor Who? Yes. Is it in any way or shape or form a story like Doctor Who's story? No, no, it is not. It is a very, very different type of story for sure. Looking forward, hey, Chip, the next story is about the future instead of the past. <laughs> looking forward uh we've had some interesting announcements this week from apple and t-mobile uh they are building a network of communication in the sky using satellites some sort of you know Skynet. well you know
1: tony stark is busy and uh seems to have stuff available to us
0: steve <laughs> Well, Skynet's not Tony Stark, sir. Do you know what Skynet is? Yeah, that's from Terminator. That's Terminator. It didn't end well. Skynet did not end well for the human race. Well, Elon Musk
1: is there, too, but not part mm-hmm. of his plan. Uh,
0: Well, one of them. Apple announced that the iPhone 14 can make emergency texts to satellites. Uh, You Lost in the Woods can point your iPhone 14 toward the sky find a satellite, and send an emergency text message to emergency services that way.
1: So, will that retro work with other iPhones, or only with the 14 going forward?
0: Only with the 14 going forward, they had to create the right antennas and the right communications to send messages all the way up to the satellites.
1: Well, I don't think I'll be updating, Steve. Not at this time. Okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> T-Mobile and Starlink are teaming up to make texting services nation and eventually worldwide via their satellite. So there's your Elon Musk Starlink connection.
1: Well, there you go, Steve. Listen, it's a brave new world.
0: Uh, yes, there are lots of frightening stories. Brave new world being one of them. But that one was about drugs. This one's about communications. Drugs and sex, Steve. Yes, and rock and roll. Speaking of rock and roll, Queen Elizabeth II, it's a terrible transition, Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain passed away this week at age 96.
1: Well, I'm sorry for her family.
0: I am too. King Charles III has taken power. We wait to see what changes in that leadership will bring. It's amazing to, to even imagine sitting in a job, no matter what the job is, for 70 years. She took power at age 26. And was the queen for three generations.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't live under a monarchy for a reason, (laughs) Steve.
0: It's interesting to think of some of uh, the 96-year-olds we have still walking around and, and being a part of our society. Tony Bennett was born in 1926, just like Queen Elizabeth II. Mel Brooks and David Attenborough are all 96 years old this year.
1: Well, David Attenborough could basically look at us from afar and tell us what's going on in the household. The young man is now going to make the coffee for the day. Steve is watching the Muppets again. <laughs> <That's right>. Looks <laughs> yes, like would... Quantum Leap. This is how to keep the uh, the, homo, the homo sapien uh, <laughs> entertained for hours.
0: Clerks <laughs> is coming out. Quantum Leap is on TV, and Steve went to go see the Muppets at the drive-in. It's a good day. <laughs>
1: Watch how he sinks into the couch and the drool comes from this.
0: (laughs) I don't know, Chip. I think we have enough information to survive another week. What do you think?
1: Only if we can come back next week, Steve.
0: Yes, sir. Next week's going to be interesting. We will hear your voice next week. I'm sure at some point we would love to hear from you give us a call or a text our phone number is 805-4104-TMS our website is too scrolling.com. our email is too scrolling at gmail.com we're on twitter and instagram and facebook we're on spotify and apple podcasts and youtube and you can always ask your smart speaker to play the latest episode of too much scrolling i want to thank you again for listening to too much scrolling i'm steve Foder. well maybe i'm to pass and plug wanna we'll find out next week so we don't we'll see about you about in I the talk future talk
1: Oh, fist there, Doctor. Moon <laughs> River.